It's the Lakeland Sports Guys from Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. We invite you to come on by. I'm Tom Carroll. Chris Cox got Stan Spivey in the house to go along with it. Amber and her staff working hard here at Howard's on Main. We're today's special, the twice-baked potato with a ribeye steak sandwich to go along with it. And uh, I, you know, I, I changed things up, Chris. <laughs> I went with the BLT, and it was fantastic. You have changed up. Past couple days. Last couple, yeah, last couple well, times. What you should have done instead of getting a BLT, you should have just said, "Give me that ribeye steak sandwich all the way, add bacon." No, oh, that would have been oh, bacon <laughs> makes it better, doesn't it? Bacon makes it better. But glad to have you with us. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. A lot of things ended up happening. Uh, all kinds of great news that is coming out. We got the end of some winter sports that are taking place. We'll update you on some of those that are coming through. We got some young ladies uh, that uh, have some big events that ended up happening. Uh, matter of fact, one signed her letter of intent to play, and another uh, scored her one thousand points. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I guess she scored it and just got it through. And she's only a sophomore, but we'll give you a little more details on all of that as we get a little closer. And we got Terrence Carter, the head football or head football coach, the assistant football coach, but the head junior varsity basketball coach over at Greenwood High School. Too many titles. He's got but a lot, a lot of hats. He's and got, you got to figure, remember Dancing Carter. The Dancing Carter. He's got as many jobs as Coach. Uh, Norman's got. He's got a lot. Because Norman he's, ended up with track, didn't he? Yeah, he's a, he's, yeah. Coach Norman's now with, and I wouldn't be surprised if if Coach Carter's involved in the track somewhere down the line. Probably to <laughs> go along with all that. But uh, I didn't realize he was uh, what he said his first year. Yeah. So we'll get a chance to talk with him a, a little bit uh, about all of that. In the meantime, to start things off uh, here in and around the Lakelands, of course, we got to talk about uh, the events with the South Carolina High School League uh, head coaches search for football. And there were a couple of them, one of them really big because it involves the Emerald Vikings as far as who are they going to go up against. But uh, the Wolverine Wolverines. Uh, have hired Brent Sloan as their new head football coach. Now, he was the offensive coordinator over in Georgia at Collins Hill. Um, prior to that, he was the head coach at Kell High School, also in Georgia. He went 35-21 and 21 over five seasons. That was there. But uh, what I didn't realize is uh, uh, Collins Hill High School is a 7A high school in the state of Georgia and won the championship over in Georgia this year to go along with it. He's a play caller, too. He is a so, play caller. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's got some things that are working, but uh, he also was an assistant, I believe, under Bob Bentley uh, up there in Burns when Bobby was up there as well. So uh, he comes from a, a great line. He's learned a lot, and Woodruff is going to be much improved, I would expect, over the year to coming up why is it every time we get a new coach we look at that coaching tree of who he coached under and all because we know i we mean know, yeah. we know that if, if he's that good and he's coached at these different places but i i even went a little bit further i looked at the, their stats for the seasons that he's been that head coach they've had a top quarterback every year i mean every year you got one that graduates moves on um there's a kid at georgia now um, I can't think of his name, but there's 75 quarterbacks at Georgia now. But um, <laughs> he just transferred to Georgia Southern, so that will help them out. But that that is a huge hire. It really is. It's somebody you don't expect a, a Woodruff to go to Georgia to get a head coach. I, mean, yeah, I, right. I would expect it might have been done it with it, you know, inside well, the wall. Especially with the Willie Varner tree that's still <laughs> – Still out about, yeah. Out. I mean, there's still guys that are – I mean, Willie's been out of coaching for how long now? But there are still guys out there that are head coaches today that they got their start at Woodruff, you know, or played at Woodruff. And that's why I assumed it would have been yeah. done with them. They would have hired with them. But, they, you know, they thought, hey, that's a great opportunity. And how else do you change up the game and going out of the state and bringing in a, a gunslinger like this guy likes to throw the ball? So it, it'll be interesting to see how they play. Yeah, kudos to the athletic director at Woodruff for doing that because there's some other jobs out here that probably he would have been great at as well. Uh, one of those being what's going on in Lexington. Uh, you can't forget about Wren, which is just up the road as well. That was, I mean, they've had athlete after athlete there. May River was another one. I mean, and he went and he elected to go out of state to find a coach, whereas I'm sure a lot of other people are looking around the state to find a coach in this regard. But that's going to be huge in Region 4 for uh, Emerald when they go up against Woodruff. We'll find out. I'll get no bit easier more. for Coach Tad DeBose. He does not. Another one is Landrum. They've hired Brent Bridges as their new head coach. He was the OC uh, at his alma mater there at Landrum or at Broome, I should say, the last 10 years. And prior to that, 
he was a head football coach at Chesney, where he went 40 and 29 over five seasons as well. And then Malden offensive coordinator Chris Stone has been named the head football coach at Wahala High School. That per Pete Yannity earlier this uh, race back. I didn't so, see that one about yeah. raise them back. So Wahala. Now the kid just said the the guy from Landerman. He might have been under that Burkett coaching tree because didn't Burkett spend some time at Chesney? Yeah. So he might have been under that his wing for a little bit too. I always got to bring coach up when I can. <laughs> Get him in there. So that's the latest coaches changes that are going on as of right now. Still a ton of them that are out there. Um, Aiken still looking for one. Berkeley, uh, a surprise there. That's is a still stunner. Looking. That's yep. the stunner. Um, Conway and Columbia still looking. You know so what another we should do? One there. Let, let's, start a, let's start a poll. Let's just go down the list this afternoon. We're going to start a poll. See which one gets a job first <laughs> between Conway, Berkeley, um, Lexington. Lexington, and see. Let's see who does really have the money that's doing the talking and the well, other. Spring Valley's there too. So. <laughs> I'm telling you, this could almost be like a, a, a Super Bowl board we could do. It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if Lexington didn't go out of state to try to come up with somebody that can compete with that with a Dutch fort. Well, there's a pretty good coach over at Sandy Creek. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, there's some there's some coaches around that, uh, but that that Lexington hire it, it seems like it's taking forever. Here's the thing, you know, these others are fairly new. Do you like Dutch Fork and just go to Independence? Well, their coach just got hired. Never mind. That's not gonna work because that coach that was in Independence just hired mm-hmm. with the team that's in the state. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now we you got time on, so you, you might in. you might could see Conway going up into eastern North Carolina. You might see Berkeley going down to South Georgia somewhere. That's where, like I said, that, yeah. and that's there is a coach down there. And I just wonder, Tom, for real, how long is it going to be before Brent gets a chance to come back into the state of South Carolina? The one that's at Sandy Creek. Yeah, you, you I mean, he loves to, it. Don't you, get me wrong. You got to sweeten the pot for him because he's uh, he's got a good thing going where he's at right now. Yeah, but how many years has he been there? 20, I think. <laughs> okay. So, but he was assistant coach all but so, five. But the thing about it is, uh, and what I've seen in the past, I don't think – I think after it's, – it's less than, than South Carolina, the retirement system. You can go to Georgia and coach and teach for 15 years and be fully vested in the retirement system. Whereas in South Carolina, you're going to be in it for 28. So these cats, they go over to Georgia real quick, get their full retirement over there, and then they come, and they're still young enough to come to South Carolina and get in, and all of a sudden they got retirement checks coming in both hands. You're talking about sweetening a deal. Saying you're telling That's too many deal. <laughs> Don't tell Coach Liner that. He'll be going back. <laughs> no, nah, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> but I just, I just, now, he might go the opposite way. He might stay here and get his South Carolina years in and then go to Georgia. And don't go anywhere, Coach. We, 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 we want you we to stay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, that's just three jobs to me that is amazing that they've been this long. Well, we know some other people <laughs> over there in Georgia, too. Yeah. With, you know, we got Cathcarts over there, Doolittle's yeah. over there. Um, Quinn Backus is Quinn over Bacchus there. Quinn Backus is over there. Those, All three of those could be. Very good candidates for some of these jobs. Mm-hmm. I could see a Doolittle at Conway. I could see that. I could see a Quinn Backus at Conway. I could also see well, Quinn Backus yeah, at Lexington. <laughs> if if he gets to Conway, Quinn, he's probably going to be more an assistant coach. I think. Well, with well, Quinn Quinn knows that area. Yeah, real well because he played for Coastal and made a name for himself. So a lot of people still remember him mm-hmm. down there. So that would be a good fit. Go to Conway. If he wants to go that way. We're going to have to add another thing for Stan. That way, if one of these teams do decide to go get him, he gets some kind of a commission off of that. <laughs> he's telling you the guys got He's, he's guys recruited there before. So. Well, now, wait a minute. we got to remember David Bennett's the athletic director at Lexington, too. So he'll find somebody. So, you he's know, a coastal he, guy. He, he, he knows what came through Coastal while he was there and what has gone through since he was there, you know, he might pick up and call one of his former players that might be coaching in Georgia or North Carolina and say, hey, 
I'll never forget meeting him the first time, Bennett. This, I'll make this quick. We, Willie and I were at a Gilbert game. We walked as he walks up to us. He sees phosphor screen when he says, "Hey, man, I, I'm David Bennett." And I said, "Yes, sir. I recognize who you are. How you doing?" He said, "You down here doing a game?" I was like, "No, sir." I said, "You want to do an interview?" He said, "No, sir." <laughs> and he says, uh, "I just saw your shirt and wanted to speak." I said, "Okay, good. Now that we spoke, we know each other. I'll be giving your secretary a call. We're going to do an interview." No, sir. <laughs> he said, "If you want to talk, you know where to find me." And so, yeah. Coach, I'll never forget that little fifteen minute or fifteen second uh, claim to fame with him. He thought he was talking to somebody. I was the one talking to somebody. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I wasn't the Tom Carroll down there, else I'd have had an interview. <laughs> So. All right, uh, moving right along, uh, the South Carolina High School Basketball Championship is staying put. It's not going anywhere. Uh, those games are scheduled for March 2nd through the 4th. They're going to be held at USC Aiken in uh, the uh, conventional center that is out there for the third straight year. Um, as of Tuesday, it came down that Winthrop just couldn't work it out for the dates that they wanted. And the reason for the change is, is pretty simple when you look at it. They wanted a facility that had a bigger capacity. Winthrop had that. Um, it would have gone from the 3,600 seats at Aiken uh, all the way up to 6,100 at Winthrop had they been able to work out. But before uh, you know Aiken hosted the games the previous two years, um, they were able to fit everybody in. But basketball, guys, has grown, particularly high school basketball, Basketball has grown so much, as well as the ladies, uh, that they're just finding it that they need to find another facility that's that's just a little bit bigger uh, and able to handle it. But you know, USC wasn't able to do it either. They couldn't even put a bid in because the guys have a home game March fourth against Georgia. Well, so. it, and that's the key. You're going to have that struggle. I mean, the, the last couple of years, I will say this: I, I, there's been issues with parking at Aiken. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the same double dipping. That, that Jerome and the rest of these guys have done. You park, you got to move your car, you got to come back in, you got to pay another fee. If you want to go get lunch somewhere else, other than which they don't have anything there, but I mean, they, they're making it hard on these kids and these parents to just in and out, in and out, double dipping, give me $40, give me just make it a one, one time flat rate and just be done with it, parking I, included. And, I got one better than that. Jerome, <laughs> go to Myrtle Beach and talk to the Beach Ball Classic guys. <laughs> they put on they put on two tournaments in the dead of winter. There you go. And they pack people in. There's plenty of restaurants. There's plenty of hotels. There's plenty of there parking, you and you can see them. There's plenty of facilities down there. Go down there and talk to them. Yeah. These kids would love to go down there, and and play a state championship game. Well, Matt, they, don't they have uh, the same thing over in in Augusta? They've got the the big yeah. youth basketball. Yeah, they games do. Over yeah. There. I mean, it's, it's it's there. I mean, I think Winslow's a good idea because I mean, you got a college up there, you got plenty of restaurants up there. But I like your dynamic better. How many of these kids are going to go to the coast to play or to the beach to get to play in a tournament? Yeah, and especially a state championship. And like you said, you got hotels, you got everything you need anyway for the venue that's down there. So that's a really good idea. Well, and two, you know, I can understand trying to keep it in the mid state. Because they don't want people to have to travel. And you know how it is with football. Everybody fusses and fusses and fusses about playing at Carolina every year. And then you go to Clemson and people, oh, 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 oh fussing about it. So, you know, all right, we'll bring it back down toward the middle and somewhere now. Okay, what can we do? Let's just do like they do with baseball and you just play it at the home team and you keep them <laughs> on campus. You don't have to have them all. Oh, but that means Jerome and the other boys are going to have to split up and take trophies all over the state instead of everybody showing Why up Why take them all place. over the state? Just call somebody down there in Myrtle Beach or, or wherever you need yeah. to go and order them local yeah. from where you're getting but, them. And have them delivered. Yeah. <laughs> Along with it. Anyway, uh, the uh, South Carolina High School basketball playoffs begin uh, Valentine's Day, February the 14th. The uh, upper state and lower state championships, or I should say the final um, semifinals and the state upper state and lower state champions uh, will be February 24th and 25th. Uh, it'll be the 2A and the 4A on the 24th, the 1A and the 3A on the 25th, and then um, uh, I'm trying to look here and see if I can get this right. And the lower state will be at the Florence Center, and the upper state will be at Bob Jones University. So you've got that. And then, of course, the championship will be at USC Aiken uh, March the 2nd. You'll have the 4A boys and girls uh, March 3rd, the 2A and the 3A boys and girls. And March 4th will be the 1A and 5A. Sounds good. So there you go. Something to look forward to. 
Always fun, but not moving. It's going to stay in Aiken. So if you got plans already, you don't have to worry about changing them. I, I got a little worried back in January, and they said they were going to find because there's people that yeah. order, you know, well in advance, mm-hmm. getting their hotel reservations for all that. All right, I want to say congratulations to Autumn Thomas out of Calhoun Falls. She reached 1,000 points, a big milestone for her. That was back on January 17th, a game against Dixie that actually happened. That was there. She's only a sophomore. Right now she sits, according to the Index Journal, she sits at 1,126 points as of right now. And you're saying, how can a sophomore in two seasons uh, end up with over 1,000 points. Well, you got to understand that the high school league allows you to play 7th and 8th graders at the varsity level as well. So she probably started in either 7th or 8th grade and was a star at that point as well. According to her coach, she nails it from outside the arc. So See, I'm sitting over here trying to figure this, how she's coming up with this many points for real. I'm like, you can't do it in just a freshman, 40, sophomore. 50 points a game. She, getting, <laughs> she averaging 60 because I knew I would have seen that. Yep. We'd have been in Calvin Falls trying to catch a, a glimpse of this young lady. But. but you also have to understand if she's shooting threes, I, she hits 10 threes and that's 30 points. Yeah, it I is. Mean, you know, it, and then you play a, what, a 20-game season, that's 600 points right there. Even if you don't hit but 10. And you're going to have some free throws in there where the clock's not running, so – I mean, you're right on what you said. Like I was thinking about a kid in the down at McCormick who just hit a thousand. He's a senior, mm-hmm. and I mean, so I guess his accomplishment is still an accomplishment. Don't get me wrong, a thousand points any time in the season is awesome. Yep. Um, but to do it as a sophomore is unbelievable. Yeah, when I was coaching Greenwood High swimming, we were able to move several of the seventh and eighth graders to play at the uh, swim at the varsity level, and the impact that they had. I mean, you don't just get four years of eligibility; you get seven years yeah. of eligibility out of that. Well, seven, six, <laughs> seven would be pushing it. They won't allow yeah. sixth grades to go, but. Uh, congrats to her. That's, that's just huge. And she's got two more years to yeah, go along with say, it. Could done. she reach the, the 1,500 mark? Definitely by then. Why are we going to say that? Let's, that ceiling, let it go to 2,000, man. Get 2,000 more. <laughs> Get yeah, this, this season's not over with yet. No. <laughs> no, she's got a long way to go. Uh, still got to get through the playoffs to go along with you that. Know, we did. We have seen 100 points scored by one person in a game. Wilt Chamberlain did it so we can, you know, Who'd say she can't? That's right. <laughs> Look at the full Wally kid. Yeah. How many points does she have, Stan? Put you on the spot. Do you know Ralph Pat? I got no idea. The one that's coming to Carolina? Yeah. I mean, she's been like the best player down in in women's basketball in the state for like five years now, four years. So she's got to have a ton, too. I looked that mm-hmm. up. Go ahead. Continue, sir. Yep. And then uh, <laughs> over at Greenwood Christian, I know David Stumbo, who's an assistant uh, uh Basketball coach for the for the guys team, the girls team that is out there. Uh, his daughter uh, Haley Ruth went ahead and signed a preferred walk on at North Greenville to play volleyball. So congrats to her on that as well. Um, that's her true love uh, that she loves well, to play I was right say, now. And yep. she well, and this is to a school that she had already been accepted to mm-hmm. and wanted to go to. Right. The coach didn't know anything about her till he saw her travel team play and decided, uh oh. I might could use this girl on my team. <laughs> Let me go over here and talk to her. Next yeah. thing you know, she's signing a national letter of intent. And I know David Stumbo and his wife yeah. are just ecstatic to yeah. uh, have that opportunity to go along with it. And then uh, let's get into it. Uh, Greenwood Christians and School Girls, uh, they took on the number one team in their region in Shannon Forest. And we told you that this one was going to be uh, another one of those that came down to the wire. And uh, it did, 39-30 being the final in this one. Unfortunately, Greenwood Christian was on the losing end of this one again. So uh, pretty much Shannon Forest now uh, has wrapped up the uh, number one spot as far as it goes for their region with a couple of games remaining before they get into region uh, uh, their region tournament, which should be fun. They got a chance uh, at maybe a little payback, I, I would think, the Hawks do in that regard um, to go along with it. But turnovers was the big thing for them in this game. Um, you know, they, they were simply limited. They didn't have near as much, and they only had 19 points going into the fourth quarter to go along with it. So good defense by Shannon Forrest coming out with that. And the guys got off to a good start at Greenwood Christian, and then uh, they also fell to Shannon Forrest in this one. Um, Hawks led at the end of the first 14-13, but then Shannon Forrest kind of took over and, and came away with an 86-58 win uh, to go along with it there. But, um, 
you know, tough games when you go up and you've got a school that is vying at the number two spot, trying to get to the number one spot, and you've got that one school that's just hard to get over. Um, you've got to play your best game in hopes that they have something a little off. You're right. That's that was a uphill climb anyway, because like I said, when you play in the best, I mean, but like I said, they held, they held their own. To go along with that. And so we got that. And then uh, you look at wrestling-wise, uh, I ha- we had it on our Facebook page, the Lakeland Sports Guys. And uh, thanks, special thanks to uh, uh, 96 Wrestling. They had it on there and they had it live. So I got to watch that the entire way through uh, as far as what was happening as far as the wrestling went. And unfortunately, they came out on the losing side. I think it was 37-31, I think was the final. I'm not positive on that. Uh, it was close to that. But um, it was fun to watch, and I, I got a better understanding, too, um, of how the wrestling works. It's been a while since, since I've seen, uh, seen the wrestling. It's, it's changed since 1985. I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I watched baseball yesterday. I watched Jim Steele. To go along with it. And that's another thing. Jim Steele and, and uh, T.J. Avery, they went ahead and they uh, broadcast. It was good to actually watch that game um, via YouTube to go along with all of that and, and see them take on Abbeville. And, and there's more big things to come uh, that you were talking about when you yeah. talked with Jim a little bit earlier this week uh, with that as well. So Yeah, they were announcing they're going to do a little display up there. It's going to help us. They can't, well, they can't count. I don't know what I'm going to do then, Bo, because then <laughs> I can't see and I can't. But they're going to put a little digital scoreboard up there and stuff like that. So uh, I, I, it just hit me when I told you about it. I was like, you're going to need a little bit more help than what they got in the booth because they're going to be concentrating and focusing on that game. I don't want it to be like it was that Legion that we had to listen to the other guy, what, two or three years ago, that I just actually <laughs> turned it off. I was like, I'm not going to listen to this guy. <laughs> During the football season, is that yes. what you were talking yeah. about when he came through? Awful. Couldn't be more fun than to talk with a basketball coach from Greenwood High School. He coaches the JV, and we want to welcome in Terrence Carter joining us here on the Lakeland Sports Guys. Well, tell me about tonight, Coach. How big a game is this? Is it last game? Is it right? last game right for the regular season? Yeah. Last game for the JV, uh, the varsity will have, uh, I know they guaranteed one more playoff game um, next week. So after the night, um, you know, it'll be good for the JV and, uh, you know, for those guys. And hopefully a few of those guys be moving up next year to help varsity. And I think I got to move up <laughs> for another week. Yeah, help varsity. So yeah, that's awesome. Fun. Well, Coach Craig, I mean, I always see him always talking about Coach Carter and the dancing. So we've joked on this show a couple times about the dance and everything. Whenever you do decide to get Coach Craig to dance, we want to be there for it. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be a sight, man. <laughs> anyway, that's one of the things that I have loved. But like I said, my na- you're the, my neighbor works with you out there and everything, and and I get to tell him about everything I see on Facebook with you and the players, and the way you've come to adapt to players in this day and age. And I've coached before. Tom Carroll's done swimming. I mean, it is very difficult back in our day. Tell me how hard it is to coach kids today and to get their attention and keep their attention. Well, to be honest. Um, I, I started out coaching Park and Rec probably like 15 years ago. Um, so like you say, um, the times have changed, um, uh, from 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Um, uh, so, uh, the thing I learned by coaching, you know, one thing my wife keeps saying, Hey, you ain't young. <laughs> and so, uh, the thing, the most important thing is coaches need to, I know the the main thing people say you don't adapt to kids, but if you don't, you're not going to be able to get their attention. Um, not saying that you need to change your rules or nothing like that. It's just they need to believe in you, you know. Uh, and once a kid believes in you, uh, the sky's the limit. So uh, I kind of learned that at the parking rec le- uh, level, uh, coaching little kids. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to get little kids' attention. So you better do something that the little kids like. 
Well, Coach, what, what you're talking about is a culture is what you're creating there, and that's what I've been trying. I, I'm a big Gamecock, so don't hold that against me, but <laughs> Coach Lamont Paris is at Carolina in his first year, and we're having that trouble with our fans, realizing that there is going to be a little bit of a, a, a lull between it until you start winning, but the players are starting to believe into it, and that's what you got there. And I, I love, and I hope you continue to put these kids on with the videos at the end of the games, win, lose, or draw, they dancing and they're having fun, and that is the key to what I see in you doing the coaching you're doing a wonderful job man i'm telling you oh, i appreciate it man like you say uh social media is the new age of sports uh you know they, if a kid see something on social media uh you having fun guess what they might want to be a part of what you got going on they might find an interest in playing the sports that you coach so uh you got to use that to your advantage uh, so and Hey, Coach, it's Tom Carroll. Uh, just curiosity, uh, as far as the game goes tonight, um, you know, your players have had a fantastic season all the way around, being the last game uh, that's that's going to be there, and those are moving on. Who has shined the most so far this season? Um, it's surprising. Uh, like, this is my first year at the high school uh, level in basketball. I've been up there uh, for four years in football. But um, just jumping from the middle school to the high school level, it was a learning curve for me, uh, you know, so um, they took – well, they didn't took. Uh, one of my guys that been playing with me for the last two years, Jay Duncan, moved on up the varsity at the beginning of the year. So uh, I had to start a new point guard uh, that he played shooting guard for me for a few years. Uh, they paid Pettigrew. Uh, but the one that stood out the most, probably the marriage room, called him Mel. Uh, he can flat out shoot it. He got a strong first step. Uh, and I told him uh, a few weeks ago, I said, son, I'm going to tell you, this. if you develop a mid-range game, you're going to be deadly. Because he can flat out shoot. He can jump. And uh, he's going to be a bright star for Greenwood in football also. Um, linebacker. And I know he played a little uh, running back as a freshman. So, yeah, he, he's one of them. That's good. I, tell me about how. All right, you you like I said, you start a culture and you're going to Greenwood now with the dance and everything. <laughs> I want to see it translate. Um, and you were talking about it. Is it how hard is it you to do the football and then come back down and do the basketball? How hard is it to convert as a coach mentally to get yourself down from the football aspect down to basketball? And really, like you said, your first year at Greenwood, that's got to be pretty difficult. Yeah. Um, it was actually my first year coaching basketball at Greenwood. It's, I've been at Greenwood for four years of football, so um, it's 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 easy, but it's it's really hard on your body. <laughs> As you know, uh, coaching it takes a lot of time. You're away from home, uh, and and the good thing, I coach some of the same kids that play on the that play football. So getting to know them from football kind of translate easy over the basketball. So that's one positive uh, that you have coaching multiple sports. You know, you get to kind of be with the guys for uh, a few months longer than if you were coaching one sport. So you know the character right off the bat. Well, the one thing you are going to learn and that, you, that you've already learned is if there's a good enough player, Coach Greg's going to move him on up to varsity. So you can't, don't get used to your players. He's going yeah, to move them on up. <laughs> yeah, he he joke he, he joking with me all the time. Hey, I'm I'm gonna take such and such. I'm gonna take such and such. I like, oh, you the boss, you the boss. You, you whatever you take, I can scrap the rest, and we'll we'll keep uh, scratching. Like uh, one of my supervisors at work, we be so behind at work. He said, keep scratching, just keep scratching. So yeah. Yeah, I've heard that yeah. philosophy from from like I said my neighbor, but I mean it was well, you're used to it now. But you got is there? I don't I haven't followed the high school enough to know. Do you have any players on the on your team tonight that will move up at all for the playoffs? Well, well, we we had one player that uh, was going to move up uh, and play uh, a tournament. It was it was male, right? Um, okay, but something had happened where uh, he couldn't make it to practice due to a doctor appointment, so. He didn't move up, but um, Coach Gray, he ain't said he might say something at the end of the night, but the only one that I think 
uh, move up is is Mayo, but we'll see. All right, sounds good. Coach, before we let you go, uh, Chris shared this story with me, and I thought it was a fantastic story about how the dancing in the locker room came to be. Could you share that with our listeners? <laughs> well, uh, when I was at coaching middle school at Brewer or whatever, we um, I said, I'm going to put a slogan, we win, we dance. So that was a, just a catchphrase that something motivates them. And I know they've been in the locker room uh, just clowning around, dancing and moving. I said, okay, I'm going to bring some music in, you know, just to motivate them uh, to get them, you know, you get them to play harder or whatever. So once we won the first game um, last year, we, we I'm like, okay, y'all like this. So they were showing it moves. I'm talking about every player. We didn't have one player that didn't dance or whatever. So – um, so we won again, so we kept dancing. So then, um, you know, uh, the community started reaching out. Um, hey, I like what y'all doing. Keep dancing, keep dancing. And then, you know, uh, I'm a Carolina fan. So, you know, Dabo was doing it, even though he's Clemson, you know, so I'm like, let's, let's bring it on to the middle school rank. So, um, that year we went undefeated and, uh, so got over to the high school and, um, our secretary, athletic secretary, Crystal, she said, Coach, you ain't dancing. <laughs> I said, okay. I said, oh, you know, the, you know, the kids get up to the high school level, they think they're grown. So I said, I got you, I got you. So uh, we danced. One night we got back late, so we didn't dance. I said, I got you the next day. So uh, like you say, the kids enjoy it, the community enjoy it. It's just something that, uh, you know, that people can look for, you know, and, uh, Coach Carter and them gonna win, so we're gonna watch them dance tonight. So, yeah, I, I love it. Man. Well, I hope it translates to football season. I'd like to see Coach Liner get out there. <laughs> hey, Coach, Coach, hey, Coaching did a couple moves here and there. Now, well, I got to see him. I got to see him. He did that TikTok dance. He did. You're right. Yeah. Coach Carter yeah. probably Corey, uh, Corey could have that for him. But hey, Coach, one more thing before we do let you go. Um, yes, next week, no matter what, man, we'd like to have the guys in here. I want to see their dance okay. moves. We got music. <laughs> okay. Hey, we're going to make that happen, man. Because they would love it. I mean, you know, we we had a, a – well, actually, Mr. Pitney, uh, Sam Pitney came on the other day, and he, yeah. he was talking about yeah. AA and all basketball and stuff, and he was talking about Isaiah Scott, who I certainly wish y'all had, but he decided on Greenwood Christian, which is fine. Uh, that kid's an yeah. amazing kid. And we actually had him on here a couple years ago, right? Two years ago, yeah. And we I, he had grown so much. Coach Carter, I didn't even – until I saw his face, I didn't recognize him. And I'm like, holy cow. So that's the yeah. thing, man, that you're doing. That's why the parents are behind you with the dancing. And the people are behind oh, yeah. you because these players, they change so fast. And it's just not yeah. in appearance. It's, it's their mentality. It's their, you know, they get older. They get more mature. And and that's the aspect I love about the dancing and, and Coach Carter, what, what you bring to that team. So keep it going. Yeah. Maybe it translate over to the varsity. And uh, yeah. good luck, man. Good yeah. luck tonight. Yeah. Before we go, man, I want to uh, get a shout out to my old high school basketball coach, Charles Moore. He um he he was he was a big impact on my life as a coach. Now, and you don't notice that until you get older, you know. <laughs> uh, and just before we go, uh, our last home game, I said, guys, I know y'all gonna be fussing, but we're gonna run out to this certain song, and because we always run out to. Uh, rap or something they pick, you know. I mm-hmm. said, we're going to run out to something I like or whatever. And he said, what is it, Coach? Let me listen to it. So uh, it was bad to the bone. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, so uh, I remember running out at 96, bad to the bone every time, man. So uh, like you said, the guys, they 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 ran out. They was happy, and, you know. It, it, we played pretty good that, that game. So uh, I think I got uh, – I might – Put a uh, video or something on uh, Facebook. Yeah, put it up. The bone on. That'd be yeah. cool. <laughs> That'd be cool. Hey, I appreciate I appreciate all y'all guys do for us and all the Lakers. Uh, like you say, uh, how y'all get us out there, talk about different, you know, things, sports, just anything opposite than sports, man. It's it's, it's good, man. Well, anything like that's positive that's an impact like you do and you bring up and it's it's something simple coaches dancing something that I can tell you love to do yourself <laughs> and uh, I mean it, you've reached the kids man and I I tell you what man congrats and keep doing what you're doing 
Yes, sir. And like you say, I uh, we'll try to. We're definitely gonna get up there and, and, and show y'all a move too. Yeah, we want to see it. Tom Carroll needs to learn a couple. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. All right, man. Y'all take care, man. You too. So there you have Terrence Carter, the head basketball coach for the JV team over at the Greenwood Eagles, and uh, a great interview for her by him and coming out. And uh, I tell you. We were talking afterwards in the possibility, too, that uh, he might also be involved with track and, and a few other sports to go along with it. They say that's the deal. When you're in high school, it's not just you coach one thing. You coach them all for the most part. I mean, it's it's tough. But saying, aren't you like I hang him out sometimes? That man's probably got dance moves out to T.W. Boone's. There's a reason I'm behind the board and not out in front of it. So, so anyway, that's a good interview with him, I, and I appreciate him. I just yeah. happened to contact him and say, hey, coach, you want to come on? I, he's like, I really don't want to, but he did a good job. So, thanks for coming on. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Well, moving on, uh, we want to welcome everybody out to Howard's on Main. Come on out uh, and take part in uh, some of the great festivities that are going to be going on tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday as well. B-Rad is here. He won't be here Saturday. He'll be at the ball game uh, cheering on the Clemson Tigers to go along with it. And, and just so you know, knock on wood, hopefully things will change. <laughs> Maybe if he sits in a different section, they might win a game or two when he's there. <laughs> i tell you what. He, he, he may be leaving at halftime just so he can get headed home and, and please win be right, and then he'll the turn around man. and go back for the celebration he's telling me this is the game because i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you and, and here's the deal if you go up there and brownell gets this win herbert davis might well go ahead and find him a job because they will fire him on on sunday he, after one year he uh, had such a great first I, year and now this is going on so. and they're not gonna put up with it in chapel hill that's a crazy you think they call them the what is it the dookies the crazy and the shoot these cats up there at chapel Hill are crazier <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you just said, they were preseason number one, and to yeah. fall all the way down to like me and Stan were talking about, they were some of the Gamecocks. But, <laughs> so anyway, well, like I said, I'm I'm pulling for them to win this yeah. game. And I the mean, Tigers have had a whole week to get ready for them. Um, you, will they be a little rusty going in? Uh, I would imagine that Brunell has them pretty well tuned in and ready to go. And, and just the other night, uh, the. Miami Hurricanes, the team that beat them on Saturday, they put a whip into Duke, and they yeah. did the same thing against suit they did against Swamps, and they had, what, four or five players in double figures again. So they're getting that scored. It's, it's just not one man doing it all. It's just like together as a team. And I think Clemson learned something from that. So, I mean, don't be stunned if you don't see uh, P.J. And, and the Tyson kid and the rest of these guys to come out with a really good game plan for that game. And, and, and pull. I think they win this game. I really do. Well, they should be well-rested. Uh, and part of that is just like Chris alluded to last week. It's getting over the little bumps and bruises, getting some of those healed up so you're not quite as sore. Now, you may come out a little sluggish to start because of the week off, but they've been practicing every day. So, you know, get on the bus, get up there, take care of business, and get back home. Yeah, and the season's coming uh, pretty close to an end. You're a couple yeah. weeks away from the end of the season, but this one against North Carolina starts up there in Chapel Hill at the Dean Dome, 2 o'clock in the afternoon this Saturday, and uh, then they get to come back home to Little John to take on Florida State in a rematch of what was a great game down there at Florida State a couple months back. Leonard Hamilton's another good one of them coaches that you just love to coach against and play against. And, like, I was, I was kind of kidding, but I'm going to tell you, First time that Clemson wins up there, whoever that coach is, it's not going to be good for them, whoever it is. I don't care if it's Hebert Davis. And, and like I said, the sheer fact that they were preseason number one and they may not even – they're not going to make the they dance. They won't make the dance. Uh, they would have to win this ACC tournament to, to make the dance. It's not going to happen. So, that, that's tough sledding. I mean, I, you can't – and the one thing Herbert Davis hasn't done is griped and moaned. and uh, I was going to say – the other one, he hasn't griped about the players not playing for him or the injuries he's got. Um, he's just like, we're going to get it together. It's going to come together as a team effort. And maybe this is the game, unfortunately for Coach Brownell, we don't need it, but this maybe this is the game that they produce a 100-point game finally instead of rarely, barely schooling <laughs> 60. See if we can get back up to their average of 72. Would be yeah, nice. North Carolina fans aren't used to 60 points. No. I'm telling you, they're not. They're not. Well, the Gamecocks uh, shot probably the best they've shot all season, particularly from the three-point line you know, when they went up to uh, uh, Como, I guess you would call it. Uh, they lose their eight straight, 83-74. And the last five minutes is when Missouri just kind of 
uh, I, I've never seen a team be that crisp with their passes ever. Um, and it was every possession that they had, they ran it down to at least five or six seconds. Uh, but the passing was one step pass, one step pass, and all, next thing you knew, the ball was under the hoop and in for an easy two. Uh, so the last five minutes is where really Missouri, I think, kind of stepped it up. And, and Gigi had his points. Gigi had his you – know, I mean, everybody had a great – John had a great game to go along with it as well. Gray did. So, uh, you know, they played the best that they played. They just weren't able to get it done on the defensive side. Tom, I'm going on a limb and say something. We, we're, we're toward the end of the basketball year, but this is the best team Carolina's played. I don't care what these – I don't know how in the world this team's not right. Uh, no, I, it's, just, it's crazy. It befuddles me that the Missouri Tigers aren't right, and they have the record they have in the SEC, and they're – I mean, they're beating everybody just like – like I said. Kind of like Miami's doing right uh, they now. They should be yeah. right around that 20, 20 rank mark. I mean, it's just – it's crazy they're not ranked. I mean, when I saw that they were 17 or 18 and 6 now or 19 and 6 and unranked, that's a little crazy. It gets a little insane, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, Lamont Paris, uh, his postgame conference uh, kind of went like this. I really liked a lot of things about what our guys did today. I thought our effort was really good. Um, the effort in general was good, and not just effort as in trying, <clears throat> just the total body of work I thought was pretty good in terms of how we went about our business um, and some of the things that we did in attacking and sharing the ball. Um, and uh, the guys executed the plan. They did. They did a good job of that. Uh, free throws got us. Um, we missed seven, I think, in the second half. At least one was the front end of a one-and-one. Um, there were, uh, you know, they shot 50% from the three-point line. Uh, which is not typical for most college basketball teams, and, and they shoot the ball a lot. Some of it was the looks that we gave them, but they also stepped up and, and made some shots. So, But at the end of the day, I, I don't really have any complaints about uh, our, our, our total effort in terms of what we were doing and how we were going about our business. I thought that was good. So there you have Lamont Paris, uh, his opening statements from the post-game press conference against uh, uh, Missouri this past uh, Tuesday night to go along with it. And, um, you know, it, it's like you said when you were talking with Coach Carter is that uh, this is his first year. He's trying to reestablish a, a new culture and a new system uh, with these guys and, and trying to get them to buy in. And we as fans aren't patient. I yeah. mean, I, I'm not patient. Here's, like I told you, I, I've said something about Hayden Brown in the last two shows. Yep. Two fouls in this game. And he scores in double figures. If he can keep his tail on the court, they have a chance to win some of these games. It's not like they're getting blown slap out. The one deterrent that I did take from that was the free throw percentage. I had to look it up, and they were awful in this game. So if anything is if if anything's been left over from the old Frank's regime, we got to <laughs> they're gonna start shooting outside in the wind, Bo, because we cannot have any of the old Frank Martin regime to still. Well, be in we that were gym. doing better shooting our free throws oh, we earlier were. in the year, we and it also, and it was a road game. Yeah, I mean, I, you know. Well, I, Apple and that crowd with Missouri, they were running you ragged up and down the were, court as it was right now. It was a track meet for them. Michi Johnson was tired. Michi yeah. Johnson was tired. I was impressed. Now, talking about Gigi Jackson, I mean, he's a great player as it is, but I, his his stamina is what impressed me about that, 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 that I do believe that if he was to go right now tomorrow to the NBA, that's the one thing that he's got for him. I think he needs a couple more years like Stan said on Monday, but if he was to just pick up and go, I mean, he could run with anybody out of the gym. And that stunned me. I thought he was a little bit more of a lazier player, but I was wrong about that. Gigi Jackson, he showed me he can run the gym. He can play, and he stood up <laughs> quite a bit uh, as well defensively. Well, let's talk about uh, what was also announced on uh, Wednesday, if you hadn't heard. Uh, well, it was, a Tuesday, it was Wednesday when they came out with uh, the new changes and the proposed athletic project that was going to be happening in and around williams Bryce Stadium, Colonial Life Arena as well involved with all that. And there's like 800 acres and a bunch of other little pieces of property around Colonial Life that they're going to uh, kind of renovate and, and make better. When you look at all of that, uh, you get the impression that, you know, this is going to be turned into uh, kind of like a nightlife weekend destination for everybody. Yeah. Santa Malik, uh, you go ahead with this. <laughs> buy buy your condo and leave work, leave your job on Friday, and go back home on Sunday afternoon. 
this is huge for Columbia. Let's just say that. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's not going to just happen. Like I said, I was a little confused and straightened me out on it, but this is not just a project at Willie B. No. This is like, it goes downtown. To yeah. CLA, we're closer to downtown with CLA, and it expands. Yeah. So what you're used to from Colonial Life, the old McGuire and all that, it's going to move toward Willie B. And it, I can't imagine what this is going to look like in the end. There's allowed to be a river walk from <laughs> Willie B all the way to Colonial Life before it's over with. It might you know, be. A nice little walking trail. Like I said, we were So just, you can go to spring practice and then go over yeah. walk. And see the baseball game. We were, <laughs> so we're looking at a bigger version of the battery out like a Truist right, Park. You're looking right. at something that's going to be much bigger than that, but yeah. kind of the same same uh, identity. And, and, of course, the renovations to, to Willie B. They're talking about putting in more luxury suites, and uh, which they desperately need. And uh, you'll never have enough of those. I mean, there's always going to be somebody out there that's next on the list. You get him one, there'll be somebody next on the list that'll want one. They've so. only got eight luxury streets right now, correct? Yeah, I so think there's not a lot. Like I think Clemson's got 13 or 14. And that, that's what about the number that Carolina's trying to add. I think they're trying to get there 15. with that. What about the restaurant style of it? They're talking about, you know, Coach Tanner was yeah. talking about uh, restaurants coming in. And uh, can you imagine the night, the nightlife now when we, you know, because when we go to games, yeah. we're like, we got to get down and get home. We got to get, yeah. we <laughs> might, I mean, you may have people just living down there. You might well just stay uh, yeah, for the motor homes on Shop Road may not move. move. <laughs> Till the next day or Sunday. They'll come in on Friday and don't have to pull the grill out from under the basement of the motor home. You just walk across the street to a five, five star dining restaurant and sit down and eat a meal. All right. The other thing I, I want to bring up real quick: uh, statue of Don Staley. Where does it go? Right, right between the statue of Asia Wilson and Aaliyah Boston. <laughs> they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to put up two this year. I'm sorry. So I, I'm surprised they're putting her win. up uh, and thinking about doing it now while she's still the head coach. Uh, they probably will. They might. That's the talk that's going on right now. Here's yeah. the thing. You can't stop with there. I mean, you no. can't just stop with Asia and, 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 and uh, yeah, they're your main scorers. But, I mean, just think about the girls that's been on that team since this championship run started with Dawn. It's not just those. You got Zaya, Bree. I mean, I don't know whether – maybe they should just do one little wing. Let's make a museum. Colonial life yeah. or something and have it for the girls' basketball team. Because it wouldn't build colonial life probably. I mean, help build it. Put them in a wing of it and have like a museum. For well, the if you haven't team. got your ticket for the LSU game, it's a <laughs> you go. You can go on and find them, but you're probably going to pay four hundred times. Look, to, what the here's the deal. For. I would go with B. Rad to Chapel Hill right now and have to stand outside and pick up trash for a ticket because I'm not going to. I'm not going to pay the outrageous <laughs> prices now. I just I, I don't. I don't have B. Rad money. <laughs> let's just say. But uh, <laughs> he got the coldest beer in the, the coldest checkbook. So anyway, like I said, I'm not going to do it. But like I said, those tickets were those were sold out as soon as this, as soon as Kim Mulkey took that job. I imagine when those tickets sold out because she's a great basketball coach. Yeah. All right. Well, we did have a couple of teams uh, from the Lakelands that went down and took on Augusta this uh, week, as a matter of fact. Uh, One of those was Lander Bearcats, the men and women's team, and also Erskine's baseball team got an opportunity to uh, take on Augusta as well. So starting with the basketball team, congrats to the guys. What a big, big victory this was. And from what it looks like, they led from start to finish. Yeah, because like I said, there was no lead changes. I I turned it off. I'm just wondering, wasn't Augusta on like a two or three game losing streak? I wonder what. What's happened down there? An injury, Did they maybe, lose an injury to a key player, or no? They're there. A disciplinary problem, or uh, they had eighty-one sixty-three. By the way, was the final. That was a, that so was what surprising. stunned me. Was eighty-one sixty-three? They had the same four scores in double W. They all doubled up again, except for one. Um, I think the fact of that it was here. Like I said, yeah. their losing streaks is on the road. On the road At yeah. home, they're solid in basketball. Yeah. Um, and that was the key, I thought, to winning that game. And, then, of course, Greenwood showed up for this game. I mean, but 81-63, you had Jared Sheffield, 18 points, 8 rebounds, almost double-double. Tommy Moore steps up, 11.3 rebounds. Jacob Cooper, 15-5. Noah Dunn, who we expect to be the leading scorer every game, had 15-4. Uh, Tyshawn Crawford, who leads the Peach Belt, I think, in scoring, 22-9. So they held him to 22 points, but he was still able to get the, the nine rebounds and, and the kid, the Kirby kid. How, how do we say it? 
Tyrese. Tyrese Kirby or whatever. Sixteen point seven rebounds. Um, so I mean, all in all, it's just what had to happen. Yeah. And you know, Coach Omar had to, had it going and rolling. And I mean, they played well enough, and they did win that game. And that's huge going into the tournament. Tournament. That's yep. huge. Especially for our players. Knowing that you got to go back down there probably. That's fine, but, yeah, but it's it's cool. Like I said, you're not going to hold. You got to win against them. You do. So you know you can beat them. You do. And, and like I said, to hold them yeah. to 63 for the game, is just, that's insane. <laughs> well, right now uh, in the conference, Augusta and North Georgia are tied at 10 on three. Uh, you know, North Augusta, or Augusta has a 19-4 overall, whereas North Georgia has a 17-4 record at overall as of right now. But they're tied as far as who – I'll go back and look and see who the tiebreaker is, but I wouldn't necessarily, with you know, a few games left, think of a you know Augusta would be the primary spot. North Georgia may be the place to go. Well, I was I try to think ahead since I work with you these days. So I looked at the next games and who played who. North Georgia played uh, Clayton State. They won eighty nine seventy one. Frank Champion, who's another one of the top scorers in the in the Peach Bell, had eighteen and eight. And then uh, Aiken played. Uh, Georgia College and State. Now, why is it just not Georgia State and College? Why, is it, why we got to throw all this other terminology in there? Because there's probably a Georgia State but, somewhere. But it was 83-59, and then the team, the other team that we always are looking behind our shoulders on, Young, Young Harris. Harris, and they won 70-64 Columbus State. So, and like I said, every one of these guys have a player over 22 a game, and that's just. Another insane uh, – who, who gets this, the player of the year? I say Ty, Sean Crawford. But if a couple of these guys step up and have a, a good two weeks coming up and in the playoffs, look out. He, he, Frank Chamin could easily get the, the scoring title. Uh, Noah Dunn could step up to the plate. Sheffield could step up to the plate. But to have – these, this is talent. And I guess I grew up – yeah, I grew up Peach Belt with Lander. and But, I mean, you don't see it like you do – this is like ACC, SEC caliber players. I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, these guys are scoring twenty to thirty a game, and you don't always see that in your local areas. Stuff, yeah. You see this more high school level, and we got it here at Lander, and Erskine the same way. Yeah. So good basketball being played in the Peach Belt. Definitely is. And then the girls had an opportunity to, uh, and the strong first half, the second half is what got them. It did. So. It, but there again, they're playing as a team. They're 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 believing in the coach again, and like like Stan said on Monday, I mean it didn't it, it changed as far as coaches go, but philosophy stayed pretty much the same. same. I mean, because well, I changed something that, that he had that was winning there, and like I said, you don't believe he's going to do anything at Coastal, you're crazy. I mean, just I mean, come on, give and, him a year or two. Yeah, it's going to take a while. You don't just walk into a, uh, a place that that nobody because to be honest with you, Stan, they didn't care about women's basketball at Coastal. No, I mean look at Cliff Ellis. I mean he he was I wouldn't call him a mediocre coach at Clemson. He was a a fairly good coach at Clemson, but ACC he was what they would consider mediocre. And he goes to Coastal and he's got I don't know how many wins now. He's way up there. He's trying for his thousand, I think, in <laughs> in the next two or three years. We'll see where it goes. Uh, Augusta also had the uh, opportunity of hosting the Erskine Flying Fleet and picking up the win as Harry Bernard as they go on to a 7-6 win in this one, beating their second uh, Peach Belt Conference team in as many weeks uh, to go along with that. Uh, Ashby Smith's base hit uh, kind of back up the middle in the third is what uh, took them and, and gave them the lead uh, overall. So uh, congrats to them. They're playing you know very good baseball overall. Erskine right now stays on the road they got a weekend trip as they head down to florida going to go up against lynn university uh today as a matter of fact and then uh, it'll be the first ever meeting between these two teams as well and then they've got uh, three consecutive days of games to go along with it i'm telling you tomorrow and saturday it is smart to play lander that first weekend series i'm telling you because it brings the best out in both teams and now i'm telling you both teams are probably going to go on a little bit of a run now erskine and lander so Looking forward to watching and seeing where they end up going. Yep. Everybody and we can watch it. Happening. You can tell them where we can watch it at because I mean, you, you put me on it now. I'm in the big city down there with a hot spot rolling, watching Jim Steele on a, on a rain. Well, it looked like rain yesterday. but Yeah, well, it wasn't much rain. But uh, yeah, that's another thing. If you get a chance to tune in, you're going to get to see Greenwood Eagle Baseball on – uh, YouTube uh, as, with all the games. It won't be just the Greenwood games. It's gonna, they travel to every single game, so you get to see that and hear those two and the commentary to go along with it. Yeah, he was talking about 
um, not sure about their notifications and all working and everything. And I told you, well, both of y'all, I got a alert from my YouTube subscriptions on what I'm subscribed to. And YouTube is one of the ones for Lander Baseball. And I got the notification. I was like, oh, wait a minute, that's Jim Steele. And that's a scrimmage they had on yesterday against Abbeville. Um, so they, what they were talking about is they're going to do have a display up. It's going to tell you innings, uh, outs, that kind of thing. Cause it's, it, and they're going to move. It sounds like that, that uh, Sparky's going to build them a new little platform somewhere to do the games from because the backstop, you can't see anything behind home plate. It's just the old black plate fence that's there, and you just can't really see it. It's just tough to see through it. So they were talking about – so evidently they talked to Spanky about a new – some kind of a new uh, place to call games from for the two of them. Well, so. and, too, they they were building and making some changes that were out there. The folks from yeah. the Russell Center were out there measuring and, and – and building on. So they may be moving to the press box down a little further to possibility, or there's some new seating that's going to go down there behind the backstop as well. So uh, things are growing and getting bigger over there. Well, they could go over on top of the football press box and get up on the roof. Now you better, you know, take your duct tape and your binoculars with you, but. I was going to say now, I, I don't know about TJ because I've never met TJ, but I know Jim, when we do football games, we both have these. <laughs> so, I mean, it's tough enough for us to see the football field from, from the press box. But hey, it'll be interesting to see because, like I said, they were talking, those were the changes they were talking about making in the, in the next couple of weeks. So, something's going to be done. I, maybe just even take the black off of the fence. I know it's for the green, but I get it, the fence is green. But if you just maybe take the black off and just leave it polished, whatever it is, uh, that gray kind of tint that you can see a little bit better. But, I mean, and, and he, what he's talking about is that they could leave it where it's at. They could do the game from where they do it at and just change camera angle yeah. to put it to where it's nowhere near that or put on top of the fence looking straight down at home plate. I, it's interesting to see what they're going to do, but they are working on the problem. If you felt like that was a problem yesterday, you had every chance like I did to get in and and chat with them. They had that up and running, which, like I told Tom, I was like, it's difficult. I cannot imagine having a chat line open up to talk to me and Tom Carroll and Stan Spivey during the game. You're doing stats. You're doing the game. I'm just – I guess that's my job to, to, to be the chat guy. But if, if I am, I won't be saying anything else. But they do a really good job, and it's just starting out. Yeah. So and it's only going to get better. better. It's only yeah. going to get better. Yeah. And so. high, high school season is just now getting started. You're going to see a, a few more scrimmages that are going to take place, and then uh, they're going to get underway next week. Have you all yeah. ever thought about – like seeing Greenwood on YouTube in mini sport, I haven't. I mean, seriously, uh, there's some sports that you don't want to see on you. Swimming would be boring as all <laughs> get out <laughs> on a YouTube channel, and and we did that during uh, during COVID. I mean, the the Carolina YMCA swim league had all the teams go via uh, you know a wireless. Uh, uh, Zoom kind of channel uh, for the swim meets, and and then it's just not the same without the fans being in there. Not to mention, if you don't know what's going on, it is kind of confusing. But I imagine there's some other sports like swimming that. And how would you do golf? That would be hard to have. You know, you'd have to have cameramen out there roaming around. Yeah, I, I'm up for that if you want me to do that. I need uh, to uh, be <laughs> golf will be fine with me. Um, I just I just think it's cool that we're at an age with technology that if I can't get to Greenwood volleyball. That we're gonna put make it part of it to where we can go to it and get it like mm-hmm. like like Tom's done it with Peachville all year long. You've done it I've with it all year long. I've done it, yeah. And and like I said, I'm not as technical as as he is by no means. But just the sheer fact, if I don't want to watch, let's say I can't get Dawn because I don't have ESPN right now, um, that I can go and do something like that. So instead of last night watching um, the wrestling thing like you watched, I went and did, I watched the baseball. So it gives us a chance to keep up with more things Lakelands than what we're used to being able to see, all because of a, U, a YouTube subscription that Greenwood well, now has. And, and, and it's good for those, um, you know, the grandparents, the aunts, the uncles uh, yeah. that I can't, you know, get can't get out to every or ball out of state game. Or wherever. You know, maybe the, their son or daughter, whoever, can stop by their house, set their TV up, get it on for them, and say, this is it. Little Johnny be playing right here. Just hang on. Just press this button. And, and just go. press this button, and it's going to come on, and they're going to be able to sit there watching play, and they'll be able to talk to him about it the next time they see him, and just continue that family bond that it's goes neat. on. 
Now, wait a minute. He didn't tell me something I didn't know about. Wait a minute now. So you come to my house and put this on my TV, and I don't have to watch the tablet? <laughs> we go, we working now. Right now, now you got to have the smart TV now. And then you <laughs> they got wouldn't to be, tell me that. Then you got to be but if you're like I am, you got a smart TV, but the TV's still smarter than I am. Exactly. That's why I say he's going to have to come down and <laughs> But anyway, it just shows you the technology back. Yeah. You know, that's just awesome. All right. Uh, another fun one in the books as we invite you to come on by and see Howard and his staff here at Howard's on Main. Come by for lunch. If you're looking uh, for an opportunity to cater an event, uh, you may more than welcome to do that as well. He had a bunch of them that happened earlier today that he uh, provides a lot of food for. If you're just looking for a lunch, I know the Montgomery Center, uh, the doctors out there, they have a uh, noontime conference, and Howard has catered that a couple of times as well. Yeah, so. or, or if you like me, you're looking for a cold beer, beer has got the cold beer. But don't come by Saturday because he's going to get out of here as quick as he can. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's uh, Chris Cox, man, over there. Stan Spivey. I'm Tom Carroll. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys. Have a great one.